Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Travis, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Travis Lee. Travis Lee is internationally known as the expert in getting direct mail delivered, open, and read. As co-founder and president of 3D Mail, he generates huge returns for thousands of businesses each year who use his innovative and effective marketing strategies. His unique yet tested marketing methods have helped add millions of dollars in sales to a wide variety of businesses, from the kitchen table, sole proprietors, to national and multinational businesses, mailing millions of pieces of mail a year. His techniques and strategies move seamlessly between business to business and business to consumer worlds and consistently provide positive returns of 200% to over 3,500% for his clients. Since 2008, he has created some of the most successful direct mail campaigns specifically designed to give small businesses and entrepreneurs a leg up against the competition. Travis, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about some uh, some marketing with your listeners, right? Uh, maybe a little bit of direct mail, since that's what we do, and you know, kind of a lost art form in the in the in the marketing space. So hopefully, we can uh, you know summon the dead for some of the folks here who may think that direct mail may not be a modern way to uh, to market their services. Absolutely. And you said, so you said like a little bit of direct mail. I want to talk about a lot of direct mail. I want to talk about that a lot because um, I learned about it. I think like three years ago, I was like one of those people too. I'm like, oh no, it's not effective. It doesn't work. Then I started learning from different sources, mentors, coaches, Darcy, Dan. And I was like, man, this is actually more impactful than some of the digital stuff. So before we get into that though, I would like you to tell us a little bit of your story and your journey and how you got into 3D Mail. Tell us in your words. Yeah, that's a great question. So I started this business with my father in about 2008. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version, right? So okay. uh, my dad owned a business. It was a retail supply company, right? So they sold boxes and bows and bags and shelving, like everything like a retail store would need to run their business, everything that they wouldn't sell, computer systems, all that kind of stuff, right? Well, he grew that business using direct mail, using the stuff he had learned from Dan Kennedy, boy, in the early 90s now. So we're talking almost 30 years ago, over 30 years ago now. And so he was in a business that was really a sales force um, dominant business, meaning they had sales teams, they would go out, they'd pound the pavement, they'd knock on doors, they'd have big boxes of samples of things, right? And they'd go up and down the doors and knock on different retail stores and try to sell them stuff. Well, then he went and heard Dan Kennedy talk. It was funny that you mentioned him right at the top because that's right where he, I mean, that's where we got started was with him. And he told this, you know, you know, taught how direct mail could be used to multiply a sales force. And so he got to thinking, all right, I'm paying all these salespeople and we're paying for cars, and we're paying for gas and they're going out and pounding the pavement and they're cold calling. And, you know, nine times out of 10, they're, you know, getting shot down and told to, you know, pound sand and get take, go on to the next one. And he said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can make this direct mail thing work. 
I'm going to see if we can make it work for my business. Um, and again, I'll go, you know, relatively short story, won't go through all the growing pains, but he found out that, yeah, we can actually make this work. We can send direct mail pieces out to store owners. They'll, you know, so this is the early nineties. They'll call back sometimes fax back, but they'll call us back and ask for a catalog and ask for pricing. And, you know, it was really, it was lead generation marketing, right? We weren't going out there and trying to sell them right away. We were saying, hey, we're a supplier of all the things you need. Allow me to send you some a catalog and some pricing and introduce you to your sales rep. That was the gist of it, right? A little more complicated than that, but not much. And so now he was able to multiply his sales force. So now, you know, if he had at the time, four or five sales reps all pounded the pavement. They could only make so many sales calls in a day. Well, he could send out 500 letters every single day. And every single day, some of those people would call back and say they wanted more information. And so they kind of transformed from this sales force focused business to a marketing focused business. All right. So that's the little bit of background, right? So he kind of got a reputation within Dan Kennedy's world of, you know, doing some fun, creative, direct mail. This is about 2005-ish now. And I've graduated college. I've got my fancy marketing degree from Washington State University, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm the big dude now. And I'm going to come work with my dad in the family business. And he goes, you know, we're getting a lot of people asking about this direct mail stuff. I think we could create another business to now grow and, and, and you know, nurture. And now we've got this other little business. At the time, it was little that you could maybe take up and you could grow. And because uh, I wasn't attached to the to the retail supply side of things, right? That didn't excite me. Um, but the marketing always did. So I was a marketing major. And so we got, we kind of almost fell into direct mail in that we got this reputation. People started asking us about it. They'd ask, well, how do you do it? How do you implement it? Where do you, you know, where do you get lists? What do you mail? What do you send? And long story short, we got into this business because it was really, an offshoot of what we got really good at in another business. Got it. Got it. Thank you. So one of the things that you said while you were telling that story that really jumped out to me is the fact that when you take this approach, when you start investing in marketing, you multiply the sales force or you multiply the team members. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you use direct mail to like actually do that so people can understand the importance of marketing and multiplying themselves? Yeah, I mean, marketing marketing at its core, no matter what kind of media you're using, right? Whether you're online, offline, you know, going all the way back to Yellow Pages or now all the way over now with the modern TikTok and videos online and everything like that. Marketing at its core, when it's done exceedingly well, it's taking your best salesperson and it's multiplying them over and over and over again. That's what the best kind of marketing is. And, you know, in the early 90s, when my dad started really getting into this marketing stuff, direct mail was really the only one that was a multiplier, right? There was no internet, there was no social media, there was no email. And so that ability to now take the message that your best salesperson could could prepare and deliver and put it onto paper and put it into an envelope and put a stamp on it and then mail it out to... Like I said, we were mailing out about 500 pieces every week to every other week. That was kind of our sweet spot when we found, you know, when we got going. And so, like I said, when market, when you have this great marketing message 
that can be multiplied. And now you can bottle it up, how whatever the media is, and you can now expose it to dozens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people all at once. It just multiplies that effect. And you know, at the time, really the only way to do that was with television and radio, right? Again, because there was no internet, there was no email, there was no social media. So the multiplier effect for most small businesses became the direct mail where you could put that perfect message inside. You could send it to your perfect prospect. And now you can do that, like in our case, 500 times every other week. Whereas we, there's no way our best salesperson could knock on 500 doors in any one week. Thank you. Um, so a lot of people, direct mail is dead. Direct mail doesn't work. Postcards, letters, all, a lot of people have those things to say about it. Um, is it dead, right? We're in 2023 and it's like, we got all this technology. Why would someone use or implement direct mail into their business? Because you shed your perspective on that. Absolutely. And so some of these numbers I'm going to share with you are just from a study about two years ago from the USPS. About every five years, so I guess it's been three years. Every five years, the USPS commissions a big study on the fives and the zeros. So 2015, 2020, they'll do another one in two years from now. And, you know, it's the USPS wants to let people know that the post office still works and sending mail still works. So they actually commission a giant study. And so these numbers come almost always, almost in, in, in uh, almost all these numbers come directly from there. But here's what they found in their latest study in 2020. They found that 80% of people say they look forward to seeing what's in their mailbox. I don't think we can say that about email or most ads we see online or things like that, right? So still 80% of us want to see what's in our mailbox. 73% of consumers prefer direct mail for communication because it allows them to read the information at their own convenience. 66% of all direct mail is open. Think about emails. Like how many people are, how many people are opening email anymore? Uh, what else? 82% of direct mail is read for a minute or long for a minute or longer. And then here's another great one that I love. Direct mail has a shelf life of 17 days compared to just two seconds for email. So that means the average direct mail piece is going to sit on someone's kitchen counter, their desk, their office desk, the nightstand, the coffee table. It's going to sit there for 17 days on average. Now, before we get too far into this, this is not to bag or bring down all the digital stuff because I'm here to tell you I use it. I use email. I use Facebook. I use LinkedIn. We use, we use all the tools in our toolbox. Right. So this is not the toolbox. This is a tool in the toolbox. Now, I personally think it's a very important tool in that toolbox. Right. But it's just another tool. And so, you know, you need to strategically find where it works. And I'm sure we'll, you know, we can d dive down into some of those places as we move on. But the bottom line is, even in today's day and age, people like getting mail. They read it. They look at it. Um, you know, when was the last time you printed off an email and stuck it on your desk to read later, right? So now, I mean, think of just like a like a pizza company, right? If they send you a coupon in the mail, it goes up on the cork board or it gets magnet magnet onto the onto the fridge, right? Well, no one is going to get that same offer and then print it off and then stick it over here, right? So it's it actually lives in the real world with you, and I think that's the biggest thing nowadays is we've gone so far digital 
and we're always in these, you know, we're always in these phones and we're always looking down that I think there's a large portion of the society today that is saying, hey, give me something to feel, give me something to touch, give me something in the real world. So again, it's it's not the be all end all, but I think it's a very important tool in that toolbox that you should be using. Thank you for sharing that. So just what's interesting is um, I got into direct mail and one of my staples of it is like to give customers and prospects like a book. It's like, hey, I got a book. I'm going to send you the book, collect their address. And I was teaching this to some of my students over the past weekend. No, it was Friday. And I was showing them some of the things that I do to create like a package that I would send to customers and prospects. And they're like, Jerome, that's (laughs) a lot. That's a lot that you have to do there. Is there a way that you can automate or delegate this process. So I would like to hear your perspective. And I want you to talk about like automation and delegation in terms of direct mail, because it's essential. We still need to do it. We just don't have to do it ourselves. So the most of my clients come to us, I shouldn't say most, a lot of them come to us because they were doing direct mail in their own business internally, right? They Mm -hmm. were printing out flyers and putting them with a book and then taking that book package to the post office and then having them put the postage on it, right? Well, with direct mail, here's what's great with direct mail is you can audit all those things that can be automated, all those tasks that you have that can be automated. Direct mail can be one of those things. So I'll give you a perfect, what I think is a perfect example, right? So we have a client, he's got a, he has a book doesn't matter what the title is. It's a book on marketing. In fact, we have three or four clients like this, right? And so they were doing, they were in the same boat as you. They were, they had these books and they were sending them out to prospects or clients or people who they wanted, who had requested it. And, you know, all of a sudden their, their assistant or somebody in their office has taken, you know, five, six, eight hours a, a week to do this stuff for them, right? Well, what we've done with most of these clients is Let's say you get that book order online and you get that book request. Most CRMs, most most platforms now where you are intaking that kind of information, you can send that information to go anywhere. So you can say, hey, Mr. Prospect, Jerome's client requested a book, send it to my team. And now we got, you know, so now it comes to us with that information. It has Mr. Prospect's name and address. We've got your book over here. In fact, it's probably already in a box ready to go. So we pull it off. It's got all your printed material inside. We put a label on there. We put a stamp on there. We don't use actual stamps for most of those, but that's not important, right? We use one of those little indicia stamps um, and out the door it goes. And you can do that across almost any kind of direct mail. And in fact, what we like to tell people is we can work as your direct mail autoresponder. Meaning, so just like, you know, you go online and you opt into something to get an email and now I get an email right away. And then five days later, I get another email. We can do the same thing with your direct mail. And like I said, most CRMs, most systems now where you can intake information you can then send that information wherever it needs to go to fulfillment partners and they can take care of it from there. So there's really now with the modern, with modern, uh, you know, I say CRMs, custom relationship management software, just so everyone knows it's where everyone goes into your, you know, your bucket of information that you have. And now all those things can be automated, whether it's direct mail, whether it's your email. And most people only think about the, 
the purely online portion of that, right? But the offline stuff, let's say you sell a course. You could do the same thing. Every time you sell a course, a big box of stuff, and you want to send it out, it could be just a simple little postcard. I had six prospects come in. I want to send them a simple little postcard. We can send those out as well. So all along that customer journey, if whenever you want them to have a physical touch, a physical presence, something, you know, in the mail for them to hold on to, it can very likely be automated. Okay. Could you give us a few examples of like automating direct mail and maybe, maybe like make it specific to like real estate, right? Cause Absolutely. you know, we do postcards and we do door knocking and all kinds of stuff. So could you share some examples and that you've seen? You bet. So let's say, um, so one of the big trigger points for, especially like a, a traditional realtor, a big trigger point for a buy sell uh, opportunity is in their life stages of the of the of the people living in the home. So they just got married. They just had a kid. They just had an you know they've just had their last kid leave the house, right? So there's move up times and there's move down times, right? Well, so let's say we wanted to target every person in your farming, you know, in your little community where you want to farm, right? Whatever that may be, could be the whole city or it could just be individual neighborhoods. And we wanted to get a list of everyone who had a, a new baby in the last whatever time frame in the last month. So we can get a list of couples who just had a new baby right now, what better time to move up than they've got a new kid, right? And we could even put other qualifiers on there. So we could say, give us married couples who make X amount of money, who live in a 1500 square foot house or smaller, right? And we could get all that information and so let's, it's October 3rd now, right? So we'll, we'll see what time, when this actually gets published. But when we're talking right now, it's October 3rd. We could go get every, everyone that matched that, matched that profile in September and mail them a direct mail piece. And you wouldn't have to touch it because we could get you the list. We'd have the letter. The letter, go, we print the letter. It goes out the door and away you go, right? That's one way you could do it. Um, you know, we'll go back to your book example, right? Now let's say you're a realtor, you're a real estate investor, and you've got your book that you use as a lead magnet, right? The thing that people request to know information, same idea. Now you get that book and you get one here and six here and five here. And, oh, last week I went to a networking event and I had eight, I had 18 people ask me for a book and now I've got 26 books to send out, right? Well, as long as you can automate the, and it doesn't even need to be completely automated. You could just send us a spreadsheet in a one-off email and then send it to us and, and it's done away. I mean, we'll have your book and out the door it goes. Um, what else? Birthday cards, right? So I have some clients. I've got a, a very good client. Uh, he's a, he's a um, chiropractor, physical therapist, right? So he's got birthday information on hand. That doesn't matter if it's a chiropractor, physical therapist or a realtor or a real estate investor. You've got your list of clients that you just want to stay in front of. You want to make sure that they're, you know, that you're top of mind. Yeah, you may have sold them a house three years ago, but the average person moves every seven years. So now let's just stay in front of them. You want to send them birthday cards. Now you can run a report with your CRM. Heck, you could just give us the list. And every October 1st, all the October birthday cards go out. Every November, all the November birthday cards go out. So they're there really is no limit to how you can automate this stuff. It's, you know, again, with 
with a simple Excel spreadsheet and email. It doesn't need to be any more difficult than that. And you can automate your direct mail sends. Thank you. So we've got uh, 3D mail. When I first heard of it, I'm like, what is that? What does it mean? And then I started to learn about it. So um, why 3D mail specifically? And then help us understand what it is. Yeah, right? I should have brought, I apologize. I should have brought some props. I got a video yeah, I was here, going right? To X, I was going to X if you had an example, but it's all, it's all good. It's okay. We'll show, we'll, we, you can, we'll, we'll direct them to the website and you can see what I'm talking about. But 3D, so we do all kinds of direct mail, right? So from itty bitty postcards, you know, we do a lot with real estate investors, right? So your typical yellow postcard, black print, you know, hey, we'll buy your house, sight unseen, no cash, no haggling, right? We do everything from those cheap and dirty postcards to the big boxes of stuff we talked about and everything in between, right? But when we first started this business, we were really into what we call 3D mail. And when we say 3D, I'm literally talking three-dimensional mail. So I'll send you some images. We can maybe put them in the show notes. I can't believe I, I, I should have props here. I can't believe I don't have them here for us. But so now, so we're actually talking about sending something in the mail that has dimension to it, right? So think about most mail that you get. It's a postcard. It's an envelope. It's, it's kind of boring for the most part, right? Well, imagine if you now got a little pill bottle in the mail. So we actually take a letter and we roll it up and, you know, the pill bottle like you get at a, at a pharmacist. And we say, you know, uh, curing your home sales headaches, right, for our real estate guys, right? Something like that. And what actually shows up in a pill bottle, let's say we're going to uh, target people that have high equity in their home and they're looking to maybe move down, recent empty nesters. Maybe we send them an actual vinyl bank bag, right? So remember when we had those vinyl bank bags with the zipper and, you know, they were usually sitting off to the side of the grocery store. We have these vinyl bank bags that we mail. And now let's say, hey, Mr. Prospect, now is a perfect time to cash in on all that equity in your home, right? And we send them a bank bag full of things. Um, let's say we've got a list of uh, unconverted leads, all right? So everyone should have a list, whether it's in a shoebox of business cards or a CRM. Everyone should have a list of people who did business with you or contacted you and have now kind of fallen off the map, right? So they're they're not they're 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 not cold prospects because they know us, but they haven't pulled the so maybe we take a little boomerang. So we actually have plastic boomerangs and we put them into an envelope. And as soon as they pick up that envelope, they can feel it, they know there's something inside. And we use a headline, Mr. Prospect, we want you back. We put that boomerang inside. And so that's kind of the fun ways you can use direct mail. And like I, when we first started this business, that was our main business with direct mail. That was our front, and it still is our front door that differentiates us in a relatively crowded space. And so now we're able to do, show them different things and do different things. We can, you know, what Bill Glazier, Dan Kennedy's former business partner would have called outrageous marketing, outrageous advertising. So if you need something to give yourself a little bit of oomph, a little bit of, of a way to stand out, we think 3D mail is probably the best way to do it. But again, we do all kinds of direct mail now. All right. So, and I hear from just different professionals in the industry, especially in regards to your company, that 3D mail just yields amazing results. Can you tell us why that's so? <laughs> so I'll get into the psychology a little bit. But mm -hmm. like most things in marketing, we just want to know that they do work, 
right? right. So mm-hmm. I don't need to know why that Facebook ad works. I just need to know that it works. I don't need to know why that. Now, it'd be nice to know why because then maybe we can replicate it, right? So we'll talk about that a little bit. So the first thing that 3D mail does, and really any kind of outrageous marketing, this when I give these talks, we focus on direct mail. But in actuality, these strategies work no matter what kind of marketing you're going to do. So the first thing you've got to do, the well, the first and only thing that marketing needs to do, and in my case, specifically direct mail, is it needs to get open and read and paid attention to, right? That's the only thing that we have to worry about as marketers. So if you've got a TV ad, the only thing that's important is that they watch it. If you've got a radio ad, the only thing that is important is that they listen to it. If you've got a video online, right? So you can see, but what, when you send a pill bottle, when you send a bank bag, when you send a boomerang, you ensure what Gary Halbert used to call, you end up in the A pile of the mailbox, right? Of the of the mail pile. And so his, his strategy and his idea and, and, you know, next time you go to check your mailbox, you'll probably do this. You have your A pile mail. That is the mail that you you go and grab it from your mailbox. And that's the stuff you read right away. Right. It's, you know, it's letters from grandma. It's 3D mail. It's maybe you're a maybe you're a, a shoe junkie and it's a new it's a new magazine for shoes. Right. Whatever it is. Right. That's your A pile mail. That's going to go there. Then you've got your B pile mail. That's the stuff that you got to get to eventually. It's the credit card bill. It's the water bill. It's right. And so most of us, most people actually have a place for that. Right. And so, you know, when the bills come to me, they go on this portion of the desk so that when I get there later in the week, I can go pay the bills. It's kind of male purgatory. Right. They don't have to do anything to it, but they get to it eventually. And then of course, on the far end, you have what we call C pile mail. And you know where that ends up? That ends up right in the trash, <laughs> right? So that's the stuff that you know you don't want to look at. You know, it again, we'll pick on the pizzeria, right? So they send you a pizza coupon. You're like, yeah, I don't know. I know I don't want that, right? So it, at a at a split second glance, it's in the garbage. And what we want to do is we want to end up in that A pile. We don't want to end up in purgatory. We don't want to end up in the garbage can. We want to end up in the A pile so that when we show up, they're getting it. They're looking at it and they're reading it, preferably right now. And that's that's the psychology of any good direct mail, any good marketing, in fact, is to get the eyeballs on the thing you want them to look at. Thank you. So one of the things that you said that I, I absolutely love to say, but I don't think a lot of people understand is why it doesn't really matter why doesn't matter why it just matter that it works so that moves me on to the next question in your bio it said it works in b to c as well as b to b to b as well as b to c could you talk about that a little bit please yeah so just to clarify there so maybe they're not everyone's on the you know into the marketing lingo like you guys uh, we mm-hmm. are so b to b is business to business so where I live is almost exclusively selling to other businesses, right? So I'm selling to guys like I'm selling to realtors, I'm selling to real estate investors and the chiropractors and lawyers and attorneys and right. And so we're in that B2B space, right? B2C business to consumer. So now you're selling mostly to a consumer if you're a re- if you're a traditional realtor, right? So you're selling mostly, you're not selling to other businesses, you know, I know investors can maybe get into flipping and all that kind of stuff with other business entities, right? But for the most part, you're working with other consumers. And really what we find is 
well, first off, if you're in the B2B space, it's actually probably more important to use this kind of direct mail, this outrageous advertising, this outrageous direct mail than it was maybe even 10 or 15 years ago. Um, they're inundated with things. They get stuff all the time. They're always getting, you know, if you're a successful business person at all, you're getting people tugging for your attention and asking for this. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Give me money. Let me give you money. Right. And so, again, if if our only re, if our only goal is to get attention on the thing that we want them to pay attention to, then to target those B2B folks that way, you know, is often a must. I mean, if you're going after, you know, if let's say you sell a computer software system you know, for 50 grand and you want to target this, uh, the chief, the, the, the chief technology officers in, you know, businesses with a thousand or more employees, good luck getting to that guy with a little tiny postcard right now on the flip side, consumers, they can be just as hard to get to, right? Some of that, especially the higher, the higher up the income, income ladder you go, the harder they're going to get to. But the thing to realize with both entities and this is often, I, in fact, I almost don't like the B2B and B2C comparison because regardless of whether you're going after a business owner or you know, Homer Simpson at the, at the kitchen table, it's still a person making the buying decision. A, a business never bought anything in the, entirety, in the entire life of the business. Somebody inside that business bought something. So the psychology of getting attention and making and making sure it's read, seen, or heard. All those things are exactly the same. Now, some of the intricacies, like I said, might be a little different, right? If we want to, if we want to target a, a chief technology officer with our new software, we can't just use a little dinky postcard or a letter. And that may or may not work on the consumer side. But the psychology of things is all the same, regardless of which two sides you're going after. Thank you. So a lot of people are um scared off because of the cost involved compared to like digital avenues as well as you know just regular direct mail so could you talk about the pricing a little bit like does it cost more do you get a better roi what are some just share your perspectives and your insights on that yeah so great question you know th that question might have probably carried more water 10 or 10 or eight, eight, five, eight, 10 years ago when, when online was so inexpensive and, you know, you didn't have people driving up costs for pay-per-click and you didn't have, you know, you, you weren't paying so much in a cost per million or a cost per thousand impressions. Right. And so while yes, you do, is it more expensive than email? Yeah, probably. Cause you know, you pay your, you pay your monthly fee for your email and then from there it's pretty much free. Right. Well, you know, when you do direct mail the right way, you're really looking at a couple of things. First off is it all comes down to return on investment, ROI, right? And so, yes, it maybe can be more expensive. However, I've got other clients where our cost per acquisition for their direct mail is cheaper than their cost per acquisition for online, right? And so now you're looking at, all right, so I have a we work a lot with attorneys and some of them don't mind paying six, eight hundred, a thousand dollars for a lead for a prospect, because that person's going to come out on the other end with a much higher return to them. Well, on the with direct mail, we can often not not always, but we can often cut that in half, cut it by 20 percent, cut it by 30 percent. And so, you know, 
it really comes down to what's the ROI and what am I willing to spend to get a customer or a prospect? And as long as the number is less than what I'm willing to spend, then you should be you should be doing everything, right? So yeah, maybe this lead source costs $10 and this lead source costs $20 and this lead source costs $50. But if you're profitable at $50, you should be doing all three of them, right? So it's, you got to know your numbers, try to know your numbers the best you can. What's my ROI? What's my cost for acquisition? And then you work backwards from there. So that's, you know, we could got we could do two three four hours just on on ROI and cost per acquisition and all that stuff, but it really comes down to every way you can profit profitably get a client is how you should be operating your business. Thank you for sharing that. So I wanted to share a perspective that I think I just had this year, and I was I Facebook ads is where I got I learned how to generate leads for real estate specifically. And I always had the mentality, I'm going to pay everything that I can to get this lead. And because it's so much on the other side. And this year I had the realization I was uh, doing some marketing and I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but I started doing a direct mail and I noticed I'm like, okay, in total, if I send a package to my customers and prospects, it might cost me $50. However, right. When I was running Google ad, when I was running Facebook ads, it would cost me $50 just for the lead. So yeah. it really shifted my perspective that this is a much better way to do. You want to include everything, but this was like, I was like, this makes a lot more sense. I can have a much bigger impact and I can, and I can impact that customer prospect in a much different way that sticks compared to like the online click. Now it's just a lead like on Google, a click is just $50. So here I am. I have a whole package that I can send that customer prospect for $50. I was like, this absolutely makes sense. So thank you for sharing that. You got any insights on that? No, it, you know, for $50, most people in your example could absolutely blow their competition out of the water if they could spend mm -hmm. $50 on something that showed up on their doorstep. I, I mean, absolutely blow them out of the water. Right. So now if you're thinking of, all right, they're looking at realtors and they're looking at this. All right. My mom recommended this guy and the neighbor recommended this gal. And now I get in touch with a couple of them. And the one gal, she just sends some PDFs. She sends a couple emails and says, here's my cell phone number. Text me. Right. And so every again, we're all living in this thing again. Right. We're all down here living in one of these. But now you show up and you've got a book in there and you've got a buyer's guide in there. And you went and you went and uh, printed out all the comps for their home in the neighborhood, and you you know printed it out nice and stapled it to the top. Maybe you send them a little swag, right? So maybe you send them a little a coffee mug or a fun pen, right? Or some you know what whatever it is, right? For fifty bucks, you can really impress somebody with the vast majority of of, of consumers out there. And so you know we actually we actually have a name for that. We call it a shock and awe box or a wow box is we actually have a name for it. I, I think you, you probably have a similar name to it, but now this thing shows up and the person goes, wow, look at this compared to, okay, well this guy or this gal sent us four or five PDFs and yeah, they sent us the same comps, but they're in a PDF and, and it's just a different deal. Like I said, at the very beginning people, I think people really like that, that the real world tactical, you know, hold something right now. So they I love do. that. And just, that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just so like our audience knows, like 
I do that and I still send the PDFs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so, not an or, it's and. Right. You do both and it's like, it's no competition. You absolutely blow them out the water, like what you're saying. Um, besides like cold prospecting, how else can we, like someone use 3D mail? Oh man. I mean, really it's limitless. Um, you know, so there's cold prospecting. We talked a little bit about the boomerangs. So we can use it for convert, right? So lead conversions. So I get a whole bunch of leads. I now need to nurture them a lot, right? Because again, most, you know, the sales cycle for most realtors is fairly long, right? It's going to take a while to get them the, the introduction and right and warming them up. So now you send them to for what we call lead conversions. Uh, I've got a, a client here in the area. They do, um, oh, what's the right word? They do move down classes, right? So we talked about getting empty nest lists. So they'll do a class on how to, you know, how to stage your house and how to do all these things. Now, the little secret at the end of it is we just do it all for you, right? And so we, <laughs> we, we, we have a little bit higher, we get a little bit higher commission out of it, but we put paint on the walls and we do it right because they're 65 years old. They don't want to do any of that stuff, right? We'll even, we'll even hire the moving company, right? That's the little, but, but in any case, you can use it right there. One of the ways we use it a lot, so we now coming out of COVID, we're back into doing a lot of trade shows, right? And so what we would often do is we you know, we would take these little gadgets, like I said, you know, pill bottles, bank bags, we'd hand them out at the trade show. So while everyone else is handing out flyers or pamphlets, we're handing out a bank bag with all that stuff inside. Um, you mentioned some of your clients do uh, door knocking and, you know, we just pound the pavement, just work a neighborhood. Imagine you put, again, you put a little bank bag inside and you put your book and you put the local comps and now you leave that on the doorstep, right? So there's really anywhere where you want to stand out from where you want to stand out with your marketing this kind of direct mail can be used in lots of different modalities again as handouts as leave behinds as door knockers out networking right you have someone that says um hey give me a business card at the bni group the a networking group and you hand them a you know something way more than a business card right so the idea of just being impressive and showing up differently works at all levels of marketing. And that's, again, it all comes back to, can we get them to read it, watch it, or listen to it? That's all we're interested in. Thank you. Um, could you share one of your uh, favorite case studies, like one of your most memorable stories or case studies in, in regards to using some of your strategies that you talked about today? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you one right now. So, um, and I think I think most of your listeners could use this. It's not an exact, it's not in the real estate niche, but it it, it has direct applicability to you guys, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a, a client who's an attorney, and so we helped him create one of one of those boxes, those wow boxes, those shock and awe boxes, right? So he would get leads in the door, and he would do what most traditional. I mean, this isn't exclusive to attorneys. He would send the emails and he would write, he would do it all digitally. Well, we help him put together a package that had, um, I forget exactly what we called it, but we called it the get out of debt. He was a bankruptcy attorney. So we called it the, you know, the get out of debt survival guide or something like that. And now it has a cover page with an introduction to him and his team. It has, an, it has a little FAQ uh, fold out. So, hey, here's what's going to happen. Uh, it's got a roadmap of next steps. Um, he was featured on his local PBS station as an expert. So we actually burn DVDs 
and send them the DVD with his with his interview on there from PBS. We also put a link in there, right? Not everyone has a DVD player anymore. So we, hey, if you can't watch it at home, you know, go to this link and watch it on YouTube. Um, you know, we give them a little bit of swag. They get a, a nice, a really nice pen that they need to fill out the forms with, things like that. Well, so now you're a realtor. How can you use that? Same idea. You get the, you, the lead comes in uh, and now you want to send them your book. I, I didn't give, sorry, I'll get, you send him his book, you send him the next steps, you send him, again, all those things that you're showing up differently. Now, the success story part of that was the very first time we sent out a batch of those, we only sent out six or eight of them. The very first time they hit, he had a, a, a lady on his list who had been kind of, you know, kicking the can down the road, so to speak, right? She'd, she'd engage, then she'd say no, and then she'd engage, and then she'd say no. And then that finally that package shows up and she finally goes, all right, Luke, Luke, Luke was the name of the attorney. All right, Luke, I'm in this convinced me let's do the next step. And so when you see the success of what it can do for you, when you see those, you know, instant successes now is everything an instant success like that? No. Right. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of tweaking and, and testing and changing this and changing that. But when you can see those fun instant successes and the kind of the light bulb goes on for them and for everyone, oh, wow, this stuff really does work. So that's a fun one. That's a relatively quick one. But I think it's something that, you know, anybody who is in this kind of professional service niche could just could take home, do, and they would just wow the pants off of their prospects. All right. Could you share with us, like, what's like one of the most common or the biggest mistakes that you see? in regards to people implementing this into their business? You know, it, it loops back to part of what I just said. They mm -hmm. expect success right away. And okay. I don't know what it is about direct mail, but, you know, no one goes online and hits it out of the park with their first video, right? No mm -hmm. one does. Or their first pay-per-click campaign or their first... No, Almost no one has success the first time they do anything in life, right? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I think direct mail, because it is seen as old and stodgy and maybe a little out of date, that they try it and then they don't get that instant success. Then they go, well, this just must not work for me because I'm doing something wrong or my clients or my patients don't like it. And it's just one of those things where for most people, if with a little bit of testing, a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of elbow grease, you can get a little success and then a little more success and then a little more success, right? And it's like it's like that snowball. And now, you know, you're learning what works and what doesn't. And I think that's, you know, again, I think it's I think it's 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 not a direct mail only thing, but I I think I see it more there because people there's, you know. They're used to putting out a video and getting views. Well, your first video got six views and four of them were from your family members, right? <laughs> and, and now maybe you've got a big following and each each video gets a million views from a million different people. But it, it just, you know, marketing takes time and it takes tweaking and, you know, hopefully we can help you shortcut that stuff. But, you know, the analogy I like to use then, I think we'll probably wrap up here is, you know, you did, if you had a kid and when they're a toddler and they're learning how to, how to, how to walk, how many times do they get up and fall down and get up and fall down? You wouldn't say after the fifth time they fell down, well, little Johnny, you're not a walker. So I guess you'll just have to learn how to not walk. No, we don't. I mean, we don't do that in any other walk of life, but for some reason in all aspects of business, we tend to do that a lot. 
Excellent. Thank you. So tell us how we can learn more about 3D mail. You bet. I would love to just send everyone that's listening my book. It's uh, It costs $2.97. It's So you're, all you're doing is covering the cost of the shipping. If you want to go to my website, it's just my name, travisalee.com. So T-R-A-V-I-S, the letter A, L-E-E.com. And I'll show you a copy of it. I got one sitting back here on the bookshelf. So I got it right here. It's called the simple, the simple three-step process that ensures direct mail success. So if you want to go get that, like I said, $2.97. You know, I practice what I preach. We'll put you, we'll put one in the mail for you. And then guess what? You'll kind of get some direct mail behind it too. So if you want to see what a direct mail campaign can kind of look like, I'd love for you to go get that free book, travisalee.com. We'll send you a copy and then just keep an eye on your mailbox. You'll start getting stuff from us. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Travis. I always like to do with my guests. I always like to get a signed copy of their book if they have one. How could I do that? Yeah. How can you do that? I'd love to. I'll sign you a copy. I'll drop one in the mail this afternoon. How's that sound? Okay, perfect. That would be excellent. Thank you so much, Travis. If you could close us out with one word, no explanation, what would that word be? Implement. 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 Oh, I like do, it. I love do it. Do stuff. Do stuff. Do lots love of stuff, but implement. Travis, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. You bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate All it. All right. I'm going to close this down. I want you to sit here for, you know, so we can close it up. All right. Thank you.